Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. I am Dan Kruger, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Anthony Lucino. And today, in under 10 minutes, actually probably under 7 minutes, we are going to dive into cash-on-cash return and give you a very comprehensive understanding of this metric. So when you're looking at deals, you know what the heck the cash-on-cash return is. So without further ado, Anthony, what is the cash-on-cash return? That's a great question, Dan. I'm glad you asked because I'm prepared to answer. Cash on cash return is just the annualized returns relative to the initial amount invested. And honestly, this is one of the simplest return metrics that real estate investors use. And in my estimation, people overemphasize the importance of it. And we'll talk a little bit about why we think that is. It's not the most important metric by a long shot, but it can be a really good snapshot to give you an understanding of just how much money your money is earning throughout a deal. So let's take an example. If you invested 100,000 in a deal that paid out an annual distribution of $10,000, then your cash on cash return is 10%. Super simple. The reason why most people emphasize this one so much isn't because they think it's important, but it's probably the one they're the most comfortable with and they've probably seen on brokerage statements um, or even savings account. Um, this whole rate of return is something that people are fairly comfortable with. So when they are newer to investing, they open up an offering memorandum and they see that. They're like, ooh, I know that one. I've seen this before on savings accounts, on, you know, if my stock goes up 5%, like I get that. The other stuff, IRR, uh, equity multiple, those things might be a little bit uh, foreign to me. But cash on cash return, I think I can get that. It's simpler and we're drawn to what's familiar. And But that doesn't mean it's the right metric, specifically when we're talking and looking at multifamily properties and assets, because honestly, the cash on cash is one of the least important in those deal structures, I find. Uh, people really emphasize them quite a bit. You, you had a really good point about when you receive back portions of your investment. Do you want to you wanna kind of break that down? Yeah, so even though the cash on cash return in itself is fairly simple and, and, and probably intuitive for a lot of people, there's a nuance to this metric when you're looking at uh, syndication deals in particular, where there's the opportunity for capital events prior to the actual sale of the asset taking place, specifically a refinance, which we like to do because we buy properties that have upside potential. So as soon as we execute our business plan and create that value in these properties, we like to go in and extract some of that new equity we created. Uh, via a cash out refinance. So if you're an investor and this happens, uh, let's say you put $100,000 into a deal, in year two, there's a cash out refinance and your portion of that refinance is $50,000. 
all of a sudden you've got uh, half your money back, which means uh, half your risk is taken off the table. So from that point forward, your cash on cash return is going to be um, however much your distribution is for a period divided by how much money is left in the deal, in this case, $50,000. So in Anthony's example where the, uh, the distributions were $10,000, uh, on that example, um, if that investor got a $50,000 um, a refinance. You get your cash back from the refinance. So if that happens and they've all of a sudden only got $50,000 left in the deal going forward, if they're still getting $10,000 distributions, all of a sudden their uh, cash on cash return is doubled because $10,000 divided by $50,000 is actually 20% now. Um, so if you ever see those kind of nuances pop up like that cash on cash return jumps up after something mid midstream, that might be the case. Um, but really, you just want to make sure that you're not just looking at how much you put in initially. You look at your return relative to how much money is actually in the deal today. Now, uh, cash flow distributions, just to kind of clarify before we wrap this up, those don't reduce your, your money in the deal. So those, those, uh, those quarterly profits that are the result of um, normal business operating, you know, that, that's not going to draw down your capital account. It's a capital event, either a sale or a refinance that's going to, uh, quote unquote, take money off the table for you or take a risk off the table. Well, and, and that can actually vary depending on how the operators structure their deal. It can be a return of capital or return on capital. Typically, in these cases, we see mostly of capital. It's not. It's a, it's a slight nuance. It changes things a little bit. But the point there is the reason why I'm not a big fan of the cash on cash for evaluating a multifamily deal is because it can be so drastically skewed based off of a capital event midstream that now the number becomes very meaningless. If we look at the life of a project with a cash out refinance in year two or three, it might have like a 20% you know, annual cash on cash return, which is just, it doesn't tell you anything thing by comparison to more sophisticated metrics like the IRR. And so I, I tend to devalue the cash on cash. It's a nice starting point. It, it, it gives me a sense for how much is going to be paid out from a distribution standpoint throughout the deal, how much meat is on the bones to, to in those intervening years between the capital events. But beyond that, it doesn't tell me very much personally. The only way I really factor the cash on cash return into things is to basically see how much of a cushion there is on day one. Um, so when immediately when we take a property over, we like to see, um, even if it's a deep value add, we want to see you know at least four or five percent on day one uh, to make sure that there's some cushion there for us. And then after that, assuming it's a big value add, we do a cash out refi. It's you know after that is it is what it is. But uh, I look at it as you know how much uh, wiggle room do we have um, for you know maybe lower occupancy or um, you know revamping the tenant base or something like that. So that's really all I look at it for. I look to see that there's enough there initially uh, so that we're not getting too close to um, being cash flow you know even or approaching cash flow negative. So should come to as no surprise since we are partners, but that's how exactly how I look at it as well. Beyond your one numbers, doesn't really tell me anything. Don't care. But in year one, it can be valuable. If it's a 1% cash on cash return in year one, that tells me something very different than if it's 7%. If you're coming in with a 7% right out of the gate, wow, that's great. Awesome. That's a stable deal. You got a good deal there. You got a good stable deal, at least. There might not be a lot of meat on the bone. Yeah, and if you got 1%, if you got that 1%, that means either you're overpaying or there's some sort of big operational inefficiency that needs to be addressed. So that is the cash on cash return in under 10 minutes. That's going to do it for us over here at Multifamily Investing Made Simple. Before we let you go, before you get out of the car, you turn off your podcast, just pull open your phone, find us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to us, drop a review, give us five stars, please. Five stars, That's the um, that would just make my day. It would... Uh, 
from that point on, I would be skipping on rainbows. So if you guys could do that, that would be fantastic. It's helpful because it spreads the word, helps the algorithms, juices us a little bit, and helps us spread the love and get the message of multifamily investing out to as many people as possible. So we appreciate you. We love you dearly, and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.